0: Countdown for Blast Off. X minus 1. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax program with Fiver McGee and Molly. Suspense.
1: It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks.
2: Dragnet. We offer you Escape. Kraft presents the great Gildersleeve. Oh. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum.
0: The Jack Benny Program.
3: Hi, this is Carl Amari, and welcome to Episode 73 of Radio Rarities, the weekly podcast series that examines unique episodes from the golden age of radio. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolfe.
4: This time, we have a unique broadcast from the Armed Forces Radio Service.
3: It's the Command Performance 1946 Christmas special, an hour-long extravaganza.
4: Command Performance was specifically broadcast for service men and women all over the globe and except for a couple of occasions was not heard by the civilian listening audience.
3: This is the second Command Performance we presented on our Radio Rarities podcast.
4: The first offered over a year ago was number 18. It was a 60-minute musical Comedy tribute to that famous crime fighter Dick Tracy of newspaper comics entitled Dick Tracy in B-flat.
3: It was originally broadcast in February of 1945 and starred Bing Crosby as Dick Tracy, Dinah Shore as his love interest Tess Trueheart, and Bob Hope was the villain Flat Top.
4: Bob Hope is also involved in the Christmas special we're about to play. He introduces many of the guests who appear during the show.
3: Hope had participated in command performance since the summer of 1942, a few months after the show was originally conceived by staff of the Armed Forces Radio Service.
4: Working under Colonel Thomas Lewis, the first commandant of Armed Forces Radio, Producer Lewis G. Cohen, creator of the popular Quiz Kids program, devised a weekly half-hour series which fulfilled the specific requests of servicemen and women submitted from all parts of the globe.
3: While most of these were for stage and screen stars... One soldier wanted to hear the bark of his dog, which was back in Illinois.
4: And the Armed Forces staff was able to fulfill that wish.
3: All of the civilian guests appearing on command performance did so voluntarily and without pay. The same was true for civilian production and musical staff.
4: This, of course, was accomplished with the cooperation of the various unions and guilds.
3: During the Christmas holiday season throughout World War II, Command Performance presented a special treat for military personnel with many guest stars and shows that were one to two hours instead of the usual 30 minutes.
4: And this tradition was continued in 1946. The longtime announcer of Command Performance, Ken Carpenter, opens this show by introducing Norma Jean Nilsen and Lionel Barrymore.
3: Barrymore is reading about Christmas to the then eight-year-old Norma, who is still living today at age 85. In
4: 1946, She was the highest-paid child actor in radio, having appeared in numerous shows including the Lux Radio Theater, the Jack Carson Show, and the Lady Esther Screen Guild Theater.
3: It appears that this 1946 Christmas special was her only appearance on Command Performance.
4: Barrymore had contributed much time during the past three years to various armed forces programs, including mail call and concert hall, in addition to Command Performance.
3: And what was he reading to his young friend during this Christmas special? It's
4: not what you think, and we're not
3: going to spoil the fun. Okay, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Command Performance Christmas special as recorded in Hollywood in December of 1946.
2: USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the men and women in the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week till you're home from the hospitals and back from over there. Well, hi, gang. This is Don Wilson, unwrapping the biggest Christmas package of the day. Command Performance. You're present from the Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. We could hardly decide which of our guests should untie the first ribbon tonight, but we finally picked out one man who won by a nose. And so I'm happy to say that the next nose you hear will be that of Bob Hope.
5: How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Christmas Command Hope Telling all you guys, wherever you are If you've got $50,000, you too can buy a car (laughs) Last joke I'll buy from Madman Munch, you can bet that (laughs) Ah, Christmas in Hollywood And of course, everybody's been out Christmas shopping Shopping that civilian for you grab for the nylons I'll make for the shirts And I'll be at the Mayo Clinic before you (laughs) I went out shopping myself today, fought my way through the mob at the Broadway department store. The Broadway, that's pre-combat training for the May Company. Saipan <laughs> without the artillery. Gosh, what mobs? The elevators are jammed, the escalators are jammed. The only way you can ride upstairs is to latch onto a price tag. <laughs> that's the only way you can do it.
6: That'll
5: kill them down the South Pacific though. <laughs> I ought to go down there and sell it. (laughs) Where are we? There's that egg. Yes. Oh! And what crowds? Of course, those crowds never stop my girl. My girl can whiz through any store in five minutes. Her broom is jet-propelled. But I got her a lovely present, one of those new strapless formals, a topless evening bottom. (laughs) figured out? Adrian made it standing on his head. I don't get that either. Hollywood's all full of the Christmas spirit, though. Every year we have what we call Christmas Tree Lane. The sides of Hollywood Boulevard are aligned with giant Christmas trees, and all the stars are invited to parade past the trees, except Lassie. <laughs> In fact, that's why Lassie came home. But I really love those Christmas braids. Santa Claus starts and went into the boulevard up a big sleigh with a full bag. By the time Santa reaches the other end, the bag is empty, but he's loaded. Oh, my uncle has always been a problem. I never know what to get him. The other year I gave him a tie and he went out and changed it. Last year I gave him a shirt, he changed it. This year I'll give him something he'll never change, a pair of socks. <laughs> But the best thing of all Is the Christmas spirit Even Paramount gets generous They give the big stars A watch for $500 The supporting players A watch for $300 And the bit players A watch for $100 I get a nice watch too But I never know the time I always bust out laughing At Mickey Mouse (laughs) The only way you can ride up No, I'm through with that (laughs) this, Don? Say, what's in the first Christmas package for tonight?
2: Well, Bob, it's four people all wrapped up into one great voice.
5: Don, you're just self-conscious.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not me, Bob. Not me. I'm talking about that great singing in the Merry Max.
7: In the hills of the the hickory tree, there's an
8: ornery rifle shooting mountain mountaineer. Oh, he
7: loves a mountain feud, and he also loves good food. And when he goes home
8: to supper, you will hear. Oh,
7: you will hear. Oh, fast the biscuits, Mirandy. I'm just as hungry as him. Fast the gravy, Mirandy. I need some soft to soften in. Since nine o'clock, Sitting on a rock Shootin' everything in sight I shot the boys And a dozen Barton boys Shootin' gives a man an appetite Pass the biscuits, Miranda Pass them and kiss me goodbye They're so heavy, Miranda I think that I'm a-gonna die So then he grabbed his trusty gun Cause the battle had begun And he knew that he must then protect himself
8: Protect himself Oh,
7: pass the biscuits, Randy <laughs> I'm gonna load up my gun I'll put the biscuits for bullets I'll put them barmans on the run He poured a ton of black powder in his gun Ram the biscuits into place. He took good aim. Oh my goodness, what a shame! Bang! The gun exploded in his face. <laughs> Pass the bandage, for Andy, I know that I'm gonna die. Time your biscuit for I knew they'd get me by and by. Yes, I knew.
5: Mary Max That was swell By the way, Don Are you giving a party tonight? Oh, sure, sure All the big shots in town Will be there Gee, Don, that's swell I'll be there at eight And I was afraid I'd have to spend A quiet evening in bed What'll I wear, tails? But Bob No, I'd better wear a but, but Bob All right, what should I wear?
2: Pajamas You're going to bed
5: <laughs> Fine Well, I'll go to Somebody's party tonight Hello, Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Kelowna Well, well
9: A new happy And Christmas merry What?
5: (laughs) You to greeting
4: seasons
5: (laughs) Professor, why are you Saying everything backwards? Put the nickel in upside down (laughs) Colonna, what was that? The blood rushing To the buffalo's head (laughs) Colona, you make me sick. Oh, sorry, Hope. You'll have to make an appointment. There are ten people ahead of you. <laughs> Say, Colona, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm at the uh, department store doing some late shopping. Well, what'd you buy? Oh, I just picked
9: up a few little things.
6: Oh, <laughs> Professor. Colona,
5: what was that? One of the nicer little things. <laughs> Alone, other people have parties. Oh, Bob, how about opening up some more of these
2: Christmas packages? Okay,
5: Don, and say, here's one of the nicest things any guy could find under his Christmas tree. It's that lovely bundle of vocal charm, Dinah Shore. Thank
10: you. Thank you, Bob, and I also want to thank you for that present.
5: Oh, the sweater? Uh, Did you like it?
10: (laughs) Yeah, but the sweater was eight sizes too small Bob, why did you do that?
5: (laughs) (laughs) My only regret is that Christmas comes but once a year (laughs) Say, Dinah, am I invited to your party again this year?
10: Oh, Bob, I'm afraid you wouldn't fit in with the crowd I've invited You see, these people are are people who... Well, these people are people... Yes? Yes? That's all. These people are people.
5: I don't know. But, but sort of a double triple with a one eye fadeaway, we did. I was pretty popular at your Christmas party last year. Didn't you see all those pretty girls kissing me wherever I went?
10: How could they help it, Bob? You had the mistletoe tied to your nose.
5: That wasn't mistletoe, that was my salad.
10: Salad?
5: Yeah, it happens every time. My nose always spears the lettuce. But you've got to admit, Donna I was all out for Christmas A hundred percent
10: Yeah, you were all out For Christmas A hundred proof <laughs> <laughs> and, and as if that wasn't enough, Bob You had to be helpful Why, what do you mean? Well, you went and stuffed the turkey
5: Well, what was wrong with that?
10: Well, giblets and chestnuts Are all right, Bob But irium, that's a little ridiculous <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, but when I started Carving that turkey Did you see his bright Flashing smile? <laughs>
10: Bob, maybe next year But right now I've got to sing A favorite song of mine Called It's Gonna Depend On the Way That the Wind Blows Tonight
5: Mm Mm-hmm Guess I'll wind up Standing at the corner Of Hollywood and Vine Watching the skirts go by
10: (laughs) Think you'll enjoy yourself?
5: I don't know It's gonna depend On the way That wind blows tonight
6: (laughs) Go ahead, Donna
10: the things piled under the command performance Christmas tree and I came upon a darling little package. On top it looked like a military hairbrush but when I looked a little further I saw it was Gary Moore.
1: Thank you, thank you very much my friends and greetings armed forces all over the world.
10: Say, how about me Gary? Uh, Don't I get a greeting too?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hello Dinah.
10: Hello, Garrison.
1: Dinah, Dinah, why don't you fly away with me? Come out into the moonlight where we can be romantic to the beautiful strains of Schubert's serenade or the Moonlight Sonata or the Beer Barrel Polka.
10: No, 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 no. hold the phone just a minute, Gary. The Beer Barrel Polka doesn't exactly make you
1: feel romantic. <laughs> it does if you drink the beer first. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, I guess you're right at that, Dinah. The Christmas season is too hectic a time for lovemaking.
10: Oh, been keeping you busy, huh? Gary, do you give presents to all the stars every year?
1: Oh, and I do oh. And this year <laughs> Oh, you do Indeed, I do And this year, this year, oh. Dinah, For Bob Hope, I've really got a dilly of a present
10: Oh, for Bob Hope huh? What uh, is it? A gruel, uh, a love? what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> take that
10: again Is it a gruel of a watch curved to fit the wrist? I got it No, it's a
1: rocking chair And it's curved even more <laughs> <laughs> Fellas just see him from the front. You can't see him from the back the way, you do but you? But you take a few years back now, Dinah. A few years back, I gave Noel Coward a fountain pen, and he's been refilling it ever since. I gave Basil Rathbone a pipe, and he's been refilling it ever since. And come to think of it, I should never have given Crosby that baby carriage. <laughs> and last, last but not least, Dinah, last but not least, I have picked out just the thing for Frank Sinatra, a lovely corsage of vitamin pills. Oh,
10: now, wait a minute. <laughs> That Frankie boy is not as frail as he looks. Besides, I've never thought too much of vitamin pills anyway. You haven't? No, I...
1: Why, bless your little liver extract. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of vitamins, I hear someone approaching who's loaded with them. The one and only schnozzle himself, Jimmy Durante. <laughs> You've got it. Got
11: off each day with a song. I'll sing it, Jimmy Boy. Now even when things go wrong, awesome. Why you be better, you even look better, huh? What a note! What a note! <laughs> Chloe, Chloe. Guess they wouldn't let her in without a ticket. They're combing your hair There ain't much there But every strand has a muscle (laughs) Anyhow,
6: anyhow,
1: Merry Christmas, Jim Merry Christmas, Junior And Snod, before I go any further I want to give you your Christmas present Here, it's it's a little toy model of a sunset bus Look, I'll show you how it runs
11: I don't hear nothing
1: There, now, isn't that swell?
11: I thought I saw a (laughs)
6: seat.
11: I stand erect. Add a little class to the
1: joint. Well, anyhow, Jim, inasmuch as this is an armed forces event tonight, let's do something military. Fanfare, Professor. Time, ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present a stirring lecture on the United States Navy by that eminent naval authority, Rear Admiral Poopdeck Poop Poopdeck?
11: <laughs> okay. Even that is better than Algonquin. <laughs> and, for,
1: and for his naval lecture, Admiral Duranty has chosen the exciting title, Anchors Away, or I Can Row. Can you? <laughs>
11: My boy, who said that? <laughs> now, wait a minute, matey. Batten down your far... Batten down... Batten
1: down. <laughs> Three bats, you're out. Batten
11: down your forecastle and put a clip in your zipper. I don't know the first thing about the Navy.
1: You don't? Well, you, uh, you know about blondes, don't you?
11: Okay, so I don't know the second thing about the Navy. <laughs>
1: Besides, Jr., if you know so much about
11: the Navy, why don't you give the lecture?
1: Well, I'd love to, Schnoz, but I have to leave. Now, you see, I've, uh, I've taken on a new job, Jimmy. You've taken on a new job, Jr.? Yes, I've taken on a new job, Jimmy. Well, tell me,
11: where's your new job located,
1: Jr.? Well, my new job is located in a peaceful, placid, and pleasant place called Popular Poplar's Pennsylvania, Jimmy. Your new job is located in a peaceful, placid, and pleasant place called Popular Poplar's Pennsylvania, Jr.? Yes, my new job is located in a peaceful, placid, and pleasant place called Popular Poplar's Pennsylvania, Jimmy. Head for the open sea, men. There's a big blow brewing.
6: <laughs>
11: I can go along with a gag. Tell me, who is your new job with in a peaceful, pleasant, and pleasant place called Pola's Pennsylvania, Junior?
1: Why, my new job is with Brother Blake's Great 88 Acre Pancake Bakery in a peaceful, pleasant, and pleasant place called Poplaropolis, Pennsylvania, Jimmy. Your new job is with Brother Blake's Great 88 Acre Pancake Bakery in a peaceful, pleasant, and pleasant place called Poplaropolis, Pennsylvania, <laughs> <laughs> Junior. Yes, my new job's with Brother Blake's Great 88 Acre Pancake Bakery in the peaceful, pleasant, pleasant place called Poplar Falls, Pennsylvania, Jimmy.
11: How many points do I need for a discharge? <laughs>
1: tell me, who do you wait for in your new job at Brother Blake's Great 88 Acre Pancake Bakery in the peaceful, pleasant, pleasant place called Poplar Falls, Pennsylvania, Junior? Why, I work for the Flapjack Stacker and Cracker Packer at Brother Blake's Great 88 Acre Pancake Bake in a peaceful, fast, and pleasant place called Poplar Pennsylvania, Jimmy. You work for the Flapjack Stacker and Cracker Packer at Brother Blake's Great 88 Pancake Bakery in a peaceful, fast, and pleasant place called Poplar Potters, Pennsylvania, Jr.? <laughs> yes, I work for the Flapjack Stacker and Cracker Packer at Brother Blake's Great 88 Acre Pancake Bake in a peaceful, fast, and pleasant place called Poplar Potters, Pennsylvania, Jimmy.
11: If you shall not ring tonight. <laughs> Tell me, what are do you doing in your new job at the Flapjack, stacker, and cracker, packer with Brother Blake's great 88-acre pancake bakery in a peaceful plaza, fat, 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 I guess that's asking him.
1: What do I do, huh? Why, I'm a rookie sugar cookie cooker for the Flapjack, stacker, and cracker, packer with Blake's 88-acre pancake bakery in a peaceful plaza in pleasant place called Popular Potters, Pennsylvania, you mean? You're a rookie sugar cookie cookie for the
11: Flapjack,
6: <laughs> jack.
1: Brother Blake's straight 88 pancake Bacon in a peaceful, fast and pleasant place called Bottle of Bottles, Pennsylvania, Junior. Yes, I'm a rookie sugar cookie cooker for the Flap stacker, and packer packer. Brother Blake, straight 88 pancake bacon, a class in a peaceful, fast and pleasant place called Bottle of Bottles, Pennsylvania, Jimmy.
11: <laughs> now I see how he does it. He leaves out the semicolon. <laughs>
2: cooking, Gary Moore and Jimmy Ratty. Now we need more decorations around here, so let's bring on a girl who really has the trimmings. Come on out, Gloria DeHaven! Gloria! <laughs>
5: In case you can't read out there huh?
10: <laughs>
5: Oh, that was wonderful, Gloria You know, I saw you in your last picture You had a big pet in it
10: Uh, Bob, don't you mean part? Pet Part Pet Part
5: Stick around after the program I'll show you what I mean
10: <laughs>
5: Gloria, did you get the present I sent you? The sweater?
10: Sweater? Was that little thing a sweater?
5: Sure
6: <laughs>
5: What did you think it was? A potholder? <laughs> all in your mind
10: <laughs> Why, yes, and I thought how nice it was of you to give up one of your
6: girdles
5: <laughs> It was just a thought, you know
6: <laughs>
5: Now listen, Gloria, it wasn't that small
10: Oh, no? I put it on my poor little water spaniel
5: What happened?
10: It took me a half an hour to sponge him out <laughs>
5: Will let that go? Gloria, you're going to have a party this year Your shindig last year was great Remember you had dancing upstairs In that ballroom with the big bay window? Oh, yes Of course, I was just sort of an onlooker
10: Well, Bob, did you enjoy the party?
5: I did till I fell out of the tree
10: <laughs> <laughs>
5: so that's all behind me Say, am I... <laughs> start that other routine again, huh? (laughs) Am I invited to your party tonight? If you are, Bob, my social secretary better look for a new job. But, Gloria, girl, you should invite me out of sheer gratitude. I sent you a gift.
10: Well, gee whiz, I sent you a gift.
5: A fine gift, paper towels. (laughs) You think I was too stingy to buy towels?
10: I wouldn't say that, but yours are the only socks I've ever seen mark blot, don't rub. (laughs) Come to think of it, Bob, you might as well come over. You have charm and you can mingle with the people.
5: True, true.
10: Well, now let's see, the guests are oh, no. Too, too, true. Let's see, the guests arrive around eight. You'd better be there at seven to meet everybody at the door.
5: Oh, am I the guest of honor?
10: Guest of honor? No, you're going to be the butler.
3: You're listening to Radio Rarities. We'll return after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on 5 CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full 5-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now, back to Radio Rarities.
5: Now, fellas, here's the guy who's responsible for all these swell radio shows, the Commandant of Armed Forces Radio Service.
8: Thank you, Bob Hope. This is my first opportunity to appear on an Armed Forces Radio Service program and to publicly thank you and our Command Performance cast for the magnificent help you've given us. I would be derelict in my duty if I did not take this opportunity to also extend that thanks to all people in the entertainment world who, through the Hollywood Coordinating Committee, have made possible this great Christmas Day program. We of the Armed Forces Radio Service are merely the means by which these programs are collected and distributed. It is the unselfish spirit of cooperation of all people of the entertainment world who make possible the successful accomplishment of our mission. This command performance is but one of the many radio programs heard this Christmas Day. I am certain that I speak for all the men and women who are now in service overseas and our listeners in the hospitals, constituting our bedside network as I extend this expression of their appreciation for these magnificent shows. There are many within the sound of my voice who hearing these programs will remember another Christmas Day just two years ago, Christmas 1944. This was during the Battle of the Bulge, and von Rundstedt's armies were making their strong and desperate final bid for victory. Among the many troop units that had been forced into a withdrawal was a USO camp show troop of entertainers. The assembly area was a little Belgian town called Thielmonde, It was zero cold and the snow 18 inches deep. The future was vague. There were no Christmas cards, no Christmas packages from home, and I tell you in all sincerity, it was a miserable Christmas Eve. The only Christmas presents were a constant procession of buzz bombs overhead. Yes, the morale was low, but early on Christmas morning, this USO show commandeered the largest hall in town, and the men who slept on the floors moved over so that a Christmas entertainment could be provided. It's hard to express the lift these men got, men straight out of muddy foxholes, to suddenly see before them in these surroundings the star of this U.S.O. show, a famous beauty dressed in a white sequined, skin-tight evening gown. Her work was one of those things the public doesn't often hear about. But that day, I promised myself to tell about that lovely lady who made these men forget, and to thank her for it. I certainly didn't realize that this opportunity would so soon present itself and that this story and my thanks could be given on a worldwide broadcast. And so I say, thank you, Marlene Adito.
12: the car. That is right. It's you, Lily Molly.
5: Dietrich. Gosh, I never expected to meet you here. You didn't? No, I've got men tunneling under your house.
7: <laughs>
5: Marlena, you know, I spoil the entire wall of my bedroom, nailing your picture up. Nailing it up? Why didn't you use paste? Well, paste wouldn't work. First it sizzled, then it cooked, and
10: <laughs>
5: you look so silly, mounted on Melba toast. <laughs>
10: Uh, you're just pulling
5: my leg. Yeah. What?
6: Hold <laughs> on. I
12: said you're
5: pulling my leg. <laughs> the first six rows move back. Somebody's gonna get singed. <laughs> nice work if you can get it. By the way, uh, Marlena, did you get that sweater I sent you? That wasn't a... that wasn't a sweater. Those were socks got the bundles mixed. Bob,
12: what does it mean? Blot. Don't
5: rub. <laughs> I had a terrific explanation here, but the censors cut it out. <laughs> Tell me, Marlena, are you having a party tonight? Yes, but I'm afraid the guest list is full. That's gratitude after I invited you to my birthday party. I did enjoy your birthday party, Bob. I remember you had 20 candles On each cake (laughs) Now if you ask me to your party I'll bring along some fine musicians Like who? Like the Slim Gaylord Trio (laughs) Marlena, this is Slim Gaylord Uh, You know, Mr. Gaylord speaks several languages How do you do, Slim? (laughs) Yes, yes,
6: Oremi.
5: Slim, do you have a few words to say to the boys on Christmas? Well, yes, but the pants and the la cuenta las sandalias, y cuenta las sandros toco jingle bells, but trucundo le las sandales los sandratas los sandebas los dancin de sandratas la cuenta to at the toys on the fifth floor. But un trucundo le las sandratas ando por
7: la calle no sandalo. Do you dig me, Miss Beatrice? Bout <laughs>
5: Well, what are you going to play, Slim?
7: Well, this was a request by a pilot of a P 5012 Aruni From the new pic, <laughs> From that new From that mellow-rooney flicker That new picture a title The Voutlaw Laughter Jingle bill, jingle bill, jingle all the way. Bobble bill, a Jingle bill, jingle, 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 jingle all the way. The horses are and in the one horse, play, spin your ride, fly, blind. Cut up, that's all. That's all i jingle, One but one. Running, a one horse. A two horse, three horse. One horse. running. Bubble, the home, jingle <laughs> <of the laughs> home,
12: the home, the home, the des- da- pop, pop. <laughs> jingle, dingle, all the way. the
0: the
12: Dingle am a flicker the been in
6: rhythm <laughs> <laughs>
5: Wonderful, Slim. Stay up on that cloud. That's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Slim Gator. Now, fellas, one of the prettiest parcels off the old tree, a girl who's easy on the ears and oh so easy on the eyes, Ginny Sims, right here.
6: Thanks a lot. Hello,
10: Bob.
5: Uh, Did you get my present, (laughs) Ginny?
10: You oh. that sweater It was eight sizes too small I couldn't even get it on Yes, you did What <laughs> oh, made you think so?
5: <laughs> Last
6: night
5: <laughs> Last night I went by your house And I heard one moth saying to another moth Hang on tight, we're coming to another curve <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this, Jenny I've got an idea for a great picture you could star in Really?
12: What's it called?
5: Late morning and early afternoon it's Sort of a night and day with sunglasses Laughter and in this picture, I've got you wrapped around my little finger. You're going around in circles. I've always got a string on you. Well, what am I, Bob? A girl or a yo-yo? <laughs> in the picture, I'm a Cary Grant type. Passionate and dashing.
10: <laughs> Bob, you mean you're... <laughs> Bob, you're passionate? Yeah. I'm dashing.
12: <laughs> <Get>
6: back, <man. laughs>
5: You go ahead
8: and sing, Jenny.
6: Well, thank you. Thank you.
12: They say that falling in love Is
6: wonderful is
12: wonderful So they say
6: And
12: with the moon up above That love is grand.
2: No, there's are just lots of nice things strung on the command Christmas tree, but there's one thing missing.
10: Oh, what's that?
2: I'd like to hear a good old-fashioned Christmas story.
10: Well, gee, Don, I don't know one, but uh, here are a couple of boys who do. It's those all-time favorites, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy.
9: Charlie Yes yeah, So what <laughs> I must say That I'm a little Shocked at your attitude Why Why at this season Of the year Everybody's happy uh-huh. Everybody's on Their best behavior Because it's close To Christmas Yeah sure sure I was on My best behavior Last year What did I get <laughs> Nothing I was so good I was Oh you fire Buzzer Julie. <laughs> Smart out of you. All right, you now you get out of here. Now, Charlie. (laughs) Snapping those flashlights. Well, now, now you apologize to that man. I'm not through balling him out yet. All right. (laughs) I'm very sorry, sir. (laughs) You know? Take another one, will you? Yeah. Now, where was I? You were laying an egg right there. Well, if I remember correctly, Charlie Santa Claus put something in your stocking last year Well, he didn't stretch him out of shape, I'll say that He didn't need a reindeer to deliver them What I got, he could have slipped under the door Oh A swallow could have dropped it off on the way to Capistrano yes. Well, perhaps you're expecting too much Well, all I asked for was a motorcycle, a speedboat, and a rifle What did I get? Stockings, wool and underwear, and a do-bill for some dental work <laughs> 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 You know what I think, Birgit? What? You mailed the Christmas list? You didn't mail that You mailed the laundry list, is that? <laughs> well, I investigated that, Charlie, and I found out yeah. Santa Claus was afraid to come down our narrow chimney Oh, he was? Yes uh, Claustrophobia, yes
7: <laughs> <laughs>
9: You've heard of Santa claustrophobia, haven't you? <laughs> What are you griping about? I got to live with him All right (laughs) Lergan, you laid it You lie in it All right Isn't it enough that I hate you? Do I have to be ashamed of the other side? All right Well, I have a sneaking suspicion That you're going to get some pretty nice presents this year That is providing I knew there was a catch in it Providing you've memorized your piece the night before Christmas Yes And of course, I know you have And so I'm going to introduce you to this audience Uh Uh-huh uh, now, ladies and gentlemen Oh, you want over there too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're about to hear the famous classic The Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore <laughs> oh, <ew>. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he wouldn't have written it if he had to memorize it here I'll go ahead Yes. I could recite better to memory if I had a book in front of you No, 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 no.
6: Good.
9: <laughs> uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Yes uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Listen, my children, you shall hear the midnight ride of Santa Revere. No no no, 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 no. Like, after that start, yes. Under the studying Christmas tree, village Santa stands? No. Did he go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perhaps i better start you off. It was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Gad Bergen, you took the words out of my mouth. You know. I'm glad to get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> now what's the next line? Uh, Christian for the house. Christians me all through the house. Uh, what's the next line? No, no, no. Not a feature was stirring, not even a louse. No. <laughs> <laughs> the stockings were hung where? On a nail? No, no, no. <laughs> By the chimney with care, in hopes the laundry man soon would be there. <laughs> in hopes that St. Saint, St. Saint who? Uh, St. Vitus, no. St. <laughs> Bernard, no. St. Paul, no. <laughs> Minneapolis, no. <laughs> I'm on the wrong track yes. You don't know? No. I hate myself for not knowing. <laughs> Just hate myself <laughs> In hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there Semicolon That's fine <laughs> The children were nestled all snug in their bed Shoot if you must this old gray head <laughs> No, no Surely you know the part about Santa Claus As he rides through the skies Oh, yeah, yeah He flies through the air with the greatest of ease <laughs> The jolly fat man in a red BVD <laughs> uh, No, the next line is When out on the lawn There arose such a clatter What would you do? I sprang from my bed To see what was the matter Oh, yeah I tore open the shutters And threw up Oh, threw up the sash <laughs> <laughs> now,
6: what, the what
9: are the reindeer's names? Oh, let uh, see Oh, the reindeers Yes Oh, darn it What is it now? Dancer and Prancer And Dandruff and Lintzes No, no <laughs> Dunder nice. and Lightning No, no, no Donner Oh, yeah Donner and Michi No, no <laughs> I didn't know he made the team Now, wait we...
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
9: then On Dancer On Prancer And what do you know? Prancer came in Paid 22 to show <laughs> no, no. <laughs> A present. No, no. Charlie, I don't believe you know the poem at all. I don't believe you've studied it, have you? No, sir, I haven't. Well, as much as you were honest about it, I'm going to give you this lovely present anyway. Oh, thank you. Bless you, bless you. What is it? Well, it's a beautifully illustrated copy of the famous poem The Night Before Christmas. Is that a present? Is that all I get? That's what you get. Bergen, this is Christmas, not April Fool. Or... All right. <laughs>
5: a lot, Edgar Bergen. Command Performance takes you now to Washington, D.C. for a Christmas message from the Commander-in-Chief. Ladies and gentlemen, the President.
0: To the men and women of our armed forces, I am very grateful for this opportunity to extend to each one of you, wherever you may be, my most sincere Christmas greetings. We are now involved in a great struggle a struggle to shape the events of today and tomorrow toward a just and enduring peace for all peoples in all countries. There is still much to be done. The accomplishment of our task will require the same devotion and the same high ideals which you, the men and women of our armed forces, have always displayed. The liberty-loving peoples throughout the world who in darker days prayed for our success in battle Now offer their prayers that our struggle for harmony and tranquility on earth shall succeed. I wish to express to the the nation's deep appreciation of the part that you are playing and hope that our gratitude will in some small way compensate for your absence from home, friends, and dear ones on this Christmas Day. Again, may I wish you a very Merry Christmas.
5: Thank you, Mr. President. Well, gang, it's time for a command performance tradition. You know, this is our fifth round-the-world Christmas program. Each one ended with our singing the carols, the Christmas songs we all love. Now Dinah and Gloria and the Homer Hall Chorus link voices and join hands with all of you in hospitals and overseas to sing the great songs of peace in this day, which is a symbol of all that man aspires to. of Christmas 1946 ring out clear and free around the world to you who are guarding the peace so dearly won. Listen to them. Their message comes from the hearts of 140 million grateful Americans. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, and Merry Christmas to all of you.
2: This program was arranged with the aid of the Hollywood Coordinating Committee. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.
4: Carl, that sure was a star-studded Christmas edition of Command Performance. We don't have the
3: time to list all of the performers, but it was an interesting way in which Lionel Barrymore and Norma Jean Nilsen welcomed the guests who appeared on the show.
4: With Bob Hope introducing many of the stars, including Vera Vague and Jerry Colonna from his own weekly show.
3: Francis Langford was also present to sing That's My Desire, which was originally written in 1931 by Helmy Cressa and Carol Loveday.
4: Other celebrities heard on this Command Performance Special included Dinah Shore, Jimmy Durante, and Gloria DeHaven.
3: And it was the exchange between Gloria DeHaven and Bob Hope regarding a certain Christmas present, which resulted in perhaps the most risque dialogue of the broadcast.
4: Apparently, Bob had given Gloria a sweater which was a bit too small for her. But
3: Bob wasn't complaining. Mm,
4: I think we should just leave it right there, Carl.
3: Then let's move on to the hijinks of Charlie Mc- Carthy as he made some rather rude comments about Santa's reindeer. Command performance, as did other armed forces show, had its share of ribald moments.
4: Edgar Bergen then reprimanded Charlie for this behavior, which he did each week on their Chase and Sanborn show.
3: They had been introduced on this command performance by Don Wilson and Jenny Sims.
4: You could tell from the broadcast that this portion was recorded separately and then packaged together.
3: On a more serious note, There were pre-recorded greetings from President Harry Truman, wishing all the troops well during the holiday season.
4: And also a message from the Commandant of Armed Forces Radio Service.
3: It's a mystery, Lisa, that his name wasn't mentioned either before or after his remarks.
4: But we'd like to recognize Lieutenant Colonel Robert Kearney, who was appointed to that post in February of 1946. He had followed Major Martin Work, who had succeeded the first commandant, Colonel Lewis, who we mentioned earlier in the show. During his short speech, Colonel Kearney thanked the individuals who participated in the Christmas special and also the Hollywood Coordinating Committee who helped in arranging the event.
3: All during the war, that group was known as the Hollywood Victory Committee, with such stars as Clark Gable and James Cagney serving as chairman, Once the war was won, the committee's name was changed to reflect its current mission.
4: The Command Performance Special closed with many of the stars joining in the singing of Christmas carols.
3: Which I'm certain really lifted the spirits of the troops.
4: Armed Forces Radio continued the Command Performance Christmas Specials through 1949.
3: Due to budgetary constraints, Command Performance was discontinued during the early months of 1950.
4: It's certainly a treat to enjoy this series, especially these special shows.
3: Well... That's all the time we have for this edition of Radio Rarities. Radio Rarities is a Gulfstream Studios copyrighted production produced by yours truly, Carl Amari. My co-host is Lisa Wolf. Mike Costella is our executive producer. And the show is written by Carl Shadow. Next week, we'll present the first hour-long episode of Suspense, going back to 1948, hosted by and starring Robert Montgomery. You won't want to miss it.
4: Thanks for listening.